Hello everybody, uh, this is the second part in a two-part series. If you haven't listened to the first episode yet, I recommend listening to that uh, first, uh, so you can understand this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, apart from that, I uh, hope you enjoy, and let's get into the problems with MCU Spider-Man's Part 2. <coughs> the characters in Far From Home. The characters in this film mainly return from Homecoming, but somehow they're dumber. So, I guess let's start with Ned and Betty. So, in this film there are a couple, even though they didn't spend any time together in the last film, but whatever. This would be fine if they spent more than 20 seconds of screen time setting up their relationship. And hell, it would actually even be better if they spent more than 10 minutes together whilst they were in a relationship. But they don't. Instead, they joke about breath mints. Ha, <laughs> funny. I honestly find it hard to care about this relationship because I've not seen anything of this version of Betty and this version of Ned is the most fucking annoying cockbag. And again, this isn't even the actor's fault. I'm sure Jacob Batlon and Ugu... and Gory... and Go... Uncle Ben's Rice is doing the best with what they've got. And I want to say right here, right now, that all of the actors are doing the best with what they've got. The writing is so shit, they've practically got nothing to work with. So they all either come across as flat or just completely asleep. For fuck's sake, Flash even goes to sleep in a movie. And Ned too! Next up is Nick Furry and Maria Hill, played by Samuel Jackman and Colby Shoulders. I don't know what to say about these two because they're supposed to be incompetent, because they're scrolls or whatever, but... It gets to a point where Nick Fury just acts like a complete asshole for no reason. He literally sabotages a school trip to get Spider-Man to help him, and then just has a full-on anger tantrum at Peter, who just said he wants to make sure his friends are safe. Peter finally takes the time to take some responsibility, and the movie goes out of its way to say, Responsibility? What's that? No, fuck, fuck that shit. No, 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 no. Jokes. Jokes are life. Maria Hill is fine, she continues her role of standing in the background looking mean. That's a role she's been playing well for almost 10 years now. So the villain of this film is Mysterio, who has a lot of potential as a villain in a film actually. And he does have the best action scene in the film. When they do the whole illusion fight scene, it's great, but it's all CGI. There's nothing tangible or real or anything to be attached to. So why the fuck should I care? This is a big problem with the MCU as a whole because with how fast these films are pumped out, practical effects are usually sacrificed for CGI. Just look at any Iron Man suit after Iron Man 2. They used to build those things and it was awesome. Apart from this, Mysterio is kind of just one note and is only fighting Spider-Man because Iron Man screwed him over. Wow! Just like every other villain this version of Spidey has fought. They all just have something to do with Iron Man. I can't wait for this version of Craven the Hunter, who's actually Pepper Pot's ex-boyfriend, and he's only fighting Spider-Man for her email address. Peter Parker and Michelle Jones. This is the one. This is the one that people are probably waiting for me to talk about. Hell, this was the one I was waiting to talk about. But whilst writing this script, I just realised I'm tired. I'm tired of all the hate. I'm tired of putting my efforts into having arguments with asshats on the internet that have 
attacked me over my opinion. And honestly, I feel like I've said enough about this Peter and MJ. I mean, I'm still going to fucking tear them apart, but I also want to give some ideas on how to fix them. Peter Parker. So, my biggest problem with this version of Peter is he is just a character who is used to show us Tony Stark's legacy. This version of Peter was manipulated by Tony Stark to join a side of a war that Peter is shown not to agree with. And this could be an interesting story. This was an interesting story in the Civil War comic. It was Spider-Man's whole story in that book. The difference is, Peter from the comic version was smart enough to call Tony out on his bullshit, and when Tony attacked him and nearly had him killed, Spider-Man ditched him and joined Cap's side of the war because that's truly where Peter's beliefs lie. And before anyone says that this version is of Spidey is dumb because he's young, I'm sorry, but no. Peter Parker is the fifth smartest human in the entire Marvel Universe. He was the smartest person in his school, and he was bullied for that. These films make me believe if this Peter figured out how to use a fucking light bulb, then he deserves a gold star. I'll come back to this because I want to explain how to fix this problem, but it's a big problem that in no way home I want them to address. My second biggest problem is his Uncle Ben and his Aunt May in this universe. Peter Parker was brought up by two of the greatest people on earth. Their names were May and Ben. Uncle Ben taught Peter about responsibility, and Ben lost his life for Peter's lack of responsibility, pushing Peter on to become Spider-Man. This haunted Peter for the rest of his life, and it's one of the few things he can never forgive himself for, until he was allowed to have a final conversation with Ben thanks to Doctor Strange. Aunt May is an elderly lady with many health problems. She's Peter's last close family member, and she he will always try to make sure she's happy. In the MCU, Uncle Ben either never existed, or Peter just didn't care about him very much. This version of Aunt May is young, and I guess realistically speaking, that makes sense, but there's just no tension with her. And just like every side character in these films, she's just there for comedic effect. An interesting plot point of her being old is that Peter can be in a big superhero battle and on the other side of town Aunt May is having a heart attack. This helps show that Peter has problems as Peter Parker as well as Spider-Man. And if they didn't do this, that's fine. Because the last scene of Homecoming has her find out that Peter is Spider-Man. The writers could have given some really interesting looks at what the, being the mother of Spider-Man is like. Is she worried about him? Why she loses her son the same way she lost her husband? But instead we get her handing out high fives and being 100% supportive of her superhero nephew. Not once does she act concerned. One line, one shot of film is all I want. I don't think I'm asking for much. Michelle Jones. Michelle in Homecoming was fine. She isn't the version of Mary Jane I personally like, that being the all-time partier who puts on this facade of a popular person to hide the abuse of her home life. This could have been a really interesting story to tackle, especially in a big Marvel blockbuster. Dealing with the mental health of a character like Mary Jane could have helped people struggling in real life realise that asking for help isn't anything to be ashamed of, and we almost got this story. In Spider-Man Homecoming there was a scene shot where when the academic decathlon team returned from, well the academic decathlon, we were supposed to see Michelle return to be alone. Her parents hadn't bothered to turn up after she almost died. This scene was cut for, I don't know, maybe it was a fucking montage of Peter not knowing how to tie a tie. 
I also think it's a bitchy move to just kind of not commit to making Zendaya Mary Jane and instead of making her Michelle Jones. Is this because of the fuckwads on the internet complaining about her skin colour? Honestly, if you believe this version of MJ sucks because of her skin colour, then you can go fuck yourself. And Marvel, fuck you for listening to these twats. Peter and MJ's relationship. Mary Jane was introduced in the early years of Spider-Man comics. First being mentioned in Amazing Spider-Man 15, and was then seen with her face obscured in The Amazing Spider-Man 25, before truly being introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man 42 in 1966. This was a whole two years after her initial mention. They formed an unbreakable bond, and when Peter's girlfriend Gwen Stacy died, she stayed with him and supported him. They started a relationship, and they've been together through the good and the bad. It took them over seven years to get together, and their relationship was formed organically, and so when Spider-Man joined the MCU, I thought we would get this same organic relationship. In Spider-Man Homecoming, Michelle clearly has a crush on Peter, and she teases him for this. Peter doesn't pay much attention to her and thinks she's kind of strange. However, when Peter comes back from the dead, he has this whole plan to win MJ. I'm sorry, but no, I can't buy this. This is MJ we're talking about. This is the woman Peter will go on to marry, and in these films it feels like this is no more than a teenage crush that will go nowhere. People say that Tom and Zendaya have great chemistry on screen, but I personally, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Whenever they're on screen together, it feels like they were filmed separately and were just put together in post. This was a relationship that could have and should have been made over four films. We could have seen Peter's relationship with Gwen and how that finished, and then we could have had Peter and MJ get together, but we got none of this. Instead, we got a rushed relationship that I have no care about, and honestly, that sucks. How things can be fixed. In no way home, Marvel is going to have to try hard to get people to care, because Far From Home has alienated a lot of Spidey fans, and bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield is not the way to go. Marvel had the world find out about Spider-Man being Peter Parker, and also had the world thinking that he killed Mysterio. This is a good story. Spider-Man on the run is a great idea, and it also means you can bring back Charlie Cox's Daredevil. In a perfect world, No Way Home's story would have Peter being hunted by John Bernthal's Punisher, as he believes Peter is a criminal. But let's be honest, that's probably not going to happen. But perhaps he can be interrogated by Soap and Molly? Hey, a guy can dream. But in all seriousness, Peter needs to destroy any Stark tech he has, as well as realise Stark was a douchebag. This can mean he can create a more grounded suit with, without lots of tech. Keep the eyes and the web shooters, but get rid of the fucking drone and the HUD and all of it. It's so dumb. In Homecoming, he is told how Tony screwed over Vulture, and yet he still works with Stark. In Far From Home, he's also told about how Mysterio is screwed over, even though it's a fucking stupid reason. Honestly, after Peter's told about how Tony screwed Vulture over, I think this is where they should have stopped being a team. And Peter could have called him out on his bullshit. We should also see more of Michelle's home life and establish her neglectful father. Marvel will probably do none of this, and they'll probably have Spidey continue to tell us about Tony Stark and his brilliance. I hope I'm wrong, 
I hope I'm wrong about No Way Out story. I hope it's not that predictable. But I've been hurt before, and I won't be surprised if I'm hurt again. Hey everyone, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and that it was worth the wait at least. Uh, I should be back to normal release schedules from now on. Uh, this is my last week of exams, and uh, after this, uh, I don't really feel my school gives much of a shit. Um, so, anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at the email address geektalkwithryanmorrison at gmail.com. The uh, spelling should be down in the description, and if I can get a link, then that's even better. Uh, I'm kind of shit at technology, but anyway. Uh, you can also follow me at Twitch, uh, at Geek Talk Gaming. That should also be in the description. It's completely free. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to start streaming. Uh, I have three months off after the next three weeks, so perhaps sometime then. Who knows? Um, but until then, uh, I'll see you when the turns have tabled. Bye.